0: Hello Hawks fans and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast we talk about the Hawks 107-112 loss to the Celtics. Without further ado, let's get into it. It was announced right before the game that Trey Young would not be able to play against Boston. And so for the second time in a week, we did not get to see all-star starting guards, Trey Young and Kimball Walker, play against each other. Hawks also wouldn't have Dwayne Dedman, and so Lloyd Pierce went into this game against Boston with a really short rotation of just nine players. The Celtics seemed to take advantage of that at the beginning of the game, even without Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward. Jason Tatum and Kimball Walker really had wonderful starts to the game, and the Celtics made nine of their first ten shots. It seemed like they would never miss from three, and they built a double-digit lead to start the first quarter of the game. The Hawks didn't panic or anything. They really did a nice job of getting the ball to Kevin Herter and John Collins, and the Hawks were able to get the lead down to two at the end of the first quarter. The Hawks then continued that uh, really positive play into the second quarter, and were able to have runs of 8-0 8-0 and runs of 12 to 4 against the Celtics as well to build a lead going into the halftime. Now after halftime, the Hawks were taken aback a little bit by the Celtics. The Celtics were able to build up to a 20-point lead. It felt felt like um, they were able to build it up to 17 points, and it looked like okay, the Hawks have weathered the first storm. They've taken the first punch. They came back into this game, but kind of the depth of the Celtics was going to be too much, and especially for the Celtics, Ennis Cantor provided a huge boost. Um, they Celtics sort of went small to start the game and played Grant Williams, who's a rookie. They were also playing another rookie, Romeo Langford. But when Ennis Cantor came in, he really did a good job on the boards for the Celtics and was just a really big energy boost for them. And in that third quarter, the Celtics were able to build the biggest lead of the game. They um, went on a 15-2 to run at the end of the third quarter, and it really looked like that might be the knockout punch. Um, I thought a really big shot of the game was the Hawks' last shot of the third quarter where Teague had the ball, and it looked like time was going to run out of the shot clock, but Teague got a three-up, and that was the only bucket of the game that Teague hit, and that sort of kept the game from getting super out of control to just manageable. It's amazing how much the three-point line has... Made leads of even 14 points not seem so big, and the Hawks were able to build a little bit of momentum at the end of the quarter, so it didn't seem like an insurmountable lead to go at to to go into the fourth quarter with. And the Hawks started the fourth quarter exactly how you'd want them to. They started with a 12-3 run and went from there. And the game was really it was a really awesome game to watch going into the fourth quarter because it it sort of felt like, oh, this is going to be a game the Celtics have already won, and the Hawks wouldn't go away, whether it was Brandon Goodwin, Kevin Herter, um, Vince Carter hit a three, just everybody was playing really good ball on the offensive side of the ball, and um, the Hawks, the Celtics had some turnovers that really kept the Hawks in it. Uh, Eventually, it would get down to, like, it seemed like the lead was about 10 for the entire fourth quarter, and then the Hawks started chipping away just one point at a time. And at around the 130 mark, the Hawks were within five. They were within six. It it felt like, you know, the Hawks just couldn't make it a one-possession game. Um, And finally, the biggest part of the game, uh, Goodwin kind of really took over in that fourth quarter, and uh, the Hawks went to him at the end of the fourth quarter. Um, He hit a big three, and uh, then the Hawks had a little bit of pressure And then Goodwin had a layup to cut the lead. And, you know, every time the Hawks would kind of get it within one possession or something like that, the Celtics did a fantastic job of moving the ball up the court and getting a good shot themselves. Um, Romeo Langford had a couple nice plays. He had a corner three. He only made two threes all game, but he made a corner three that was big while the Hawks were coming for the lead. And he also had an alley-oop that he didn't finish with a dunk, but he was able to corral the ball and lay it in. And so every time it felt like the Hawks were making their final push, uh, the Celtics did a good job of scoring or, or keeping themselves just out, out of reach. And so finally, um, the Hawks were able to get the lead down to three. And this was under a minute to go. Uh, I thought Herder did a wonderful job in this game of doing some ball handling, especially with John Collins as a pick and roll partner and they ran a beautiful pick and roll on the left side of the court. John slips the screen, and Kevin gives them a beautiful pass for an un- uncontested lay-in or dunk, and it's a three-point game. Um, the Celtics take the ball. Uh, they turn it over. They get a shot up or turn it over. Actually, Marcus Smart goes flying into the stands trying to save the ball and one of uh just separate outside of basketball he he's able to miss landing on a kid who's sitting in the first row and really contorted his body there's a very good breakdown on like him being able to see the kid he's flying out off the court and able to adjust it so he doesn't land on the kid who would come watch to watch the basketball game but The Celtics turn it over to the Hawks with 18 seconds to go, and so the Hawks have a chance to tie this game. They're down 3-107-110, and they're going to have a chance to tie this, and uh, the Hawks did a good job of not going too early into the clock, but they get Kevin Herter, a really tough shot. Romeo Langford plays some really good defense on Kevin, and it's a tough shot that still almost goes in um, off the glass. The ball, the rebound falls, and it goes to DeAndre Hunter, who. Just beautiful tip pass. He doesn't even catch the ball. He just tips it out to uh, Brandon Goodwin at the top of the key, and Brandon gets a beautiful look at a three pointer to tie the game. His shot's just a little bit long, and the Celtics get the rebound, and that was the end of the game. Um, the Hawks did a just great job fighting in this game. There were a couple opportunities for the team to just get out of it. They would not try. Just you know, we don't have all our players tonight. We don't have our superstar and Trey Young. Um, you know, let's just kind of make the best that we could. And instead they put on a strong effort and they had a couple chances to actually win this game. Um, there were some really good performances on both sides of the ball for the Celtics. Jason Tatum again, really did a big job filling in for, uh, you know, not filling in, but taking up all the empty, all the other stats that were not there with Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward missing. He had 32 points. He was seven of 10 from the three point line he had one just ridiculous move on DeAndre Hunter where Hunter played beautiful defense at the three-point line and uh, Jason Tatum just beat him. with. He just made a harder shot. Um, but he was really good for them. He had six assists as well. Kimba Walker was all right. Um, he was on a minutes restriction. And it was noticeable. The Hawks played a lot better when Kimba was off the court. But Kimba had 15 points just five of 14 shooting. He had six assists as well. Um, the Hawks did a good job of defending him without fouling, and it, it was frustrating, uh, Kimbo, you could tell, but uh, Kimbo didn't really have that the biggest night, and then his canter I just thought, had a huge game for the Celtics. He had 16 points, 15 rebounds, six of them offensive, and just having a guy who can keep possessions alive really helps the Celtics, and um, He was a game, Ennis was a game high, plus 23 on the game. The Celtics beat, outscored the Hawks 23 points when the time that Ennis Cantor was on the court. So he was just a monster. Finally, like I said, they started a rookie, Romeo Langford. He had 16 points. He was fine. He did his job and knocked down shots. With all the young guys that the Celtics play, they're not a team that usually fouls a ton or sends the other team to the free throw a lot. So I thought the Hawks did a good job of really... You know, taking it not taking advantage of uh, younger players, but kind of just getting fouls on these players who haven't who haven't had a lot of time on the court. But Romeo Langford knocked down two really big shots for the Celtics at the end of the game. Brandon Goodwin was great for the Hawks, kind of similar to his uh, Orlando Magic game he had. The exact number, same number of points at twenty one. I wish he had gotten to twenty four to you know send this game to overtime four assists. Kevin Herter was awesome. His parents were in attendance. Um and he had twenty five points. He was only three of ten from three, but he had he got to the free throw line six times and made all his free throws. He had seven rebounds, six assists. And it's really good to see Kevin start being more and more assertive with the ball in his hands. Again, I thought he had some really nice possessions of pick and roll with John Collins and get, seeing him get as many shot attempts up as he had, and being aggressive when his three-point shot isn't falling, is are all super important developments for Kevin Herter, and good for Hawks fans to see him doing that. Um, John Collins, just a monster, 30 points, 10 rebounds. He really stabilized the Hawks at the beginning of the game, being a reliable source of points. The Hawks were doing a very good job of getting smaller players switched on to John, and he is he's very talented at you know, scoring buckets on smaller players. Um, It's going to be seeing him play with bigger players, whether that's Clint Capella or Dwayne Dedman. It's going to be interesting to see how his um, role changes a little bit, but he was really wonderful in this game. Um, And there was even some times I thought he could be a little more aggressive. There was one I'm thinking about where he had the ball at the top of the key no one's canter was slow getting out there and I thought he should have taken the three-pointer but John has just been great since coming back um from his suspension and hopefully he continue that going forward uh Hunter did not have a huge game DeAndre Hunter's back and started again he only had four points he had a big three a corner three in the fourth quarter that helped the Hawks close this game out but uh and he had that huge tip out to Brandon Goodwin but he played really good defense. I know when Jason Tatum goes for 32 points, it's like, well, whoever was guarding him must not have been playing really good. Um, Tatum, I mean, Hunter had a awesome steal on Tatum. Um, Tatum is a very good ball handler, and it was a ISO uh, Hunter on Tatum, and Tatum tried to cross him over, and Hunter just kind of used his really long wingspan and stole the ball from him, and it was pretty stunning. Normally, you'd, if something like that happens, you see the offensive player look for a foul or or go to the refs Tatum didn't even look at the refs or anything he just dipped his head down you know kind of held his head dead head down he knew he'd been beaten that so Hunter played really good defense I'd like to see him keep being aggressive going to the basket he's only getting about seven shots up I like to see him get you know 10 to 12 shots but um he's just working his way back in I thought this was Travion Graham's best game as a Hawk he hit a couple threes was playing good defense and was even asked to play Uh, down low a little bit and he's a very good defender it was nice to see a couple of his threes go down it was more encouraging to me that he didn't hesitate at all he was taking the right shots that he has to be taking and so i thought it was his best game as a hawk vince carter in his last trip to um the Celtics stadium he started his career there uh bob had a great um anecdote just about uh Vince being having his first debut game in the NBA up at uh, on the parquet floor of Boston's arena, and it was just a a really nice touch. He had a good game. He's still pulling threes. He made a couple this time, so it was a good performance from Vince. But uh, it was fun to see that kind of his uh, career a little bit book ended with him playing there, and then this being his last game up in Boston. So the Hawks. As a team, I thought it played really well considering they only had nine players. This was a tough matchup to go into Boston, even when Boston's missing some of their big players. And the Hawks, you know, protected the ball better than they normally do. They only had 14 turnovers. They got to the free throw line. Getting to the free throw line 26 times is no small feat. And I'd love to see John Collins and Kevin Herter continue to be assertive. Those are areas where they that they can get free rebounds or free points, which would be good. Um, they didn't send Boston to the free-throw line too much. Boston also got to the free-throw line 27 times, but that's not 38 times. That's not 40 times. The Hawks have sometimes over and I thought that they did a really good job of limiting their fouls and their turnovers, and that's what kept the Hawks in this game. Um, they need to do a better job at the beginning of games of not getting behind by as much, and also just, like, I think they can do a little bit of job little bit better job of passing the ball 21 assists is a very good number um but we'll see what happens when trey's back with the hawks and we start being able to see some of these players they traded for being able to put on the court but it would have been nice to go into boston and get a win especially coming off that win in minnesota but now the hawks have to turn around and look at the knicks so that luckily they get the knicks at home and hopefully they'll be able to bounce back from this loss and get a win Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. And if you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you're using to listen to your podcast, that would be a huge help to me. Go Hawks!